Hi everyone and welcome back to Art Smitten on Sin 90.7 FM. My name is Christina and I have a really great interview coming up with the lovely Jane Harrison. She's a First Nations playwright of the Murawari people and her well-known plays include Stolen, The Visitors and Rainbow's End. She's currently the director of the Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival and we had the pleasure of speaking with her about this upcoming festival and all its great events. I'm Jane Harrison. I'm the festival director of uh, Black and Bright First Nations Literary Festival, which will be on in Nam, Melbourne, seventeenth uh, to twentieth of March. And my heritage is Murawari from northern New South Wales. Lovely. And how did you come to be the director of the festival, and why did you want that role? Okay, so I. The seven writing organisations at the Wheeler Centre wanted to put on the First Nations uh, Literary Festival and so they advertised for someone to take on that role and I applied and got the job, which was very fortunate. And so I delivered the first festival in 2016 and another one in 2019 and this is our third. Oh, amazing. So you've done all three then? Yes, I have, yes. Oh, that's great. Oh, in, in that case, yeah. It doesn't get yeah. any easier. <laughs> it doesn't get any easier, yeah. I can, I can imagine. I mean, pulling off something, a huge event like that is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's very satisfying work. I mean, it gets easier in that there are more First Nations writers than ever before, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. You've got a bigger pool of people to draw from and new upcoming writers as well. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of logistics, it's a lot of um, putting a puzzle together, putting a festival together, and particularly with COVID and all of those kind of things hanging over our heads, not sure whether we could do a live festival or whether we'd have to do it all online. So many festivals in the last year had to be cancelled because of COVID, so we had to sort of design it a couple of ways. Yeah, exactly. So many things to take into account now. Yeah, and as you said, you know, this isn't only to showcase First Nations talent, um, like already established talent, but also to support those who are up and coming um, with industry, with the industry event Pitch Black Afternoon Tea, for example. And how important for you personally is it to have um, and to offer and facilitate these kind of opportunities today? Yes, there's the capacity building side of the festival that um, we do. We try and do a little bit of. Um, Pitch Black is one of those events. We've got, I think, eight or nine of the top publishers in Australia all really keen to be at the table with our um, writers. Uh, it's sort of like a speed dating event where the writers get to pitch to them. And we ran this event a few years back and we didn't have that many takers um, but then when we ran it again in 2019, the crowd, both the publishers themselves and the writers were really enthusiastic about it. So we're hoping for a really good turn up this year. Yeah, that sounds great and such a great opportunity for new people to, you know, get something started on for their own careers in the future as well. Absolutely. And there's so many um, mentoring projects now that are... Um, have been established around the country. So those writers get to come here, you know, they might have developed this script, but then they still got to go through the daunting uh, prospect of pitching it to a publisher. Yeah. 
So we're trying to make that a little bit easier. And I know you must be so excited for every single one of these um, events to take place. Would you be able to give us, give our listeners a little bit of a sneak peek or tell us a little bit about a couple of those events that you're really excited for? Sure. It is trying to, it is like trying to choose your favourite child. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, each of the events appeals to a different audience, but there's some in particular that I'm really excited about. I always love sisters are doing it. We have four extraordinary women who have, you know, they're, they've got sort of multiple careers as well as their writing careers. Um, Nadi Simpson, uh, Auntie Ronnie Gorry, um, my mind has gone blank for the third writer. Um, oh dear, Chelsea Wotago, how could I forget? Um, <laughs> another day in the colony. Um, so they've got extraordinary lives and they also write, so we get to hear about their life-work balance in that uh, session. So that's a great one. Young, Black and Bold is another really interesting one. They're not necessarily um, published writers, but they uh, are all creative people and I just wanted them to riff on what writing means to them, their, their impressions of the world and society and what's changing around them. And so they've been corresponding with, another, with one another for the past few months. And so we'll have excerpts from those um, whether they Instagrammed or whether they emailed or texted one another, we'll have excerpts of those, uh, that correspondence. Oh, that so sounds really great. Interesting. Yeah. And um, we have a lovely event that's probably a, a sold out by now, which is um, Borrow a Living Book, where you get to sit with an elder. Again, elders that have had extraordinary lives and are great talkers. And you get to sit down with them and they'll give you a story from their lived experience. And that's over a cup of tea and a native ingredient scone. Oh, that is lovely. Yeah. I love how you incorporate a whole bunch of different um, mediums for storytelling as well. So we've got, you know, poetry, novels, um, oral storytelling. Spoken word. Yeah, yeah. spoken word, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we try and be as broad as we can with the idea of literature. And we've thrown in for good measure a few sessions that aren't necessarily on literature per se, like one, there's one on architecture and design, mm-hmm. but um, some of those people have written, some of the extraordinary uh, architects, town planners and designers in that session uh, are writers as well, but it's more about thinking about what a black aesthetic is. And we've also got a history session too on the extraordinary legacy of William Cooper, who was one of the most um, uh, extraordinary activists that we've seen in Victoria and not enough people know about him. Yeah, and I just want to highlight as well one of the quotes that uh, is central to this festival that you said. So that is, we figure black stories are needed more urgently now than ever in the face of climate change, pandemics and Black Lives Matter. We need access to connection, compassion and country through stories. I just love that quote so much because, yeah, it, I mean, it pretty much encapsulates that whole, um, the whole idea for, for the um, the festival. And there's a a big aspect of having both activism and storytelling sort of working together and weaving together throughout the festival as well. And what effect do you hope this has on, on those who attend? 
Yes, that's a good question. Um, so we do have a activism stream. We've got a, a an event called the Young Tent Embassy, and we've got six young people, and they're going to share with us um, what they're passionate about, how they see the world, and there might be some of those big themes like Black Lives Matter and climate change, or it might be something more intimate and personal about growing up. And uh, they get to share that with an audience and they get 10 minutes for the audience to respond as well. And so I think it's really important to hear from young people and to hear, you know, I'm not so young anymore myself, but to hear, you know, what they're passionate about. They're inheriting the world as the old saying goes. And I think we need to, you know, have a, a good ear to listen to what they're concerned about and what their hopes are for the future and, and start implementing some of those changes. Is there a sort of a sense of pressure or even a sense of frustration when you are creating works that sort of inevitably inevitably become associated with activism? Is there ever like a time that you can rest from those pressures? Well, I think to be... Um, First Nations in Australia is a, a political thing, whether you mm. want to be or not. You might want to be writing something light and breezy. You might want to be writing romance, for example. But I think because you are First Nations, you, you um, people assume that you're going to be political in your writing. And I guess that is a bit of a pressure, and there is a bit of a pressure that you always have to educate as well other people mm-hmm. in your writing. But I think people are moving away from those pressures now and just, um, you know, being more self-expressed in their writing. Um, the use of language in First Nations writing now has increased, and that's wonderful. People don't feel the need that they have to have everything being in English. They can write in their um, own traditional language uh, and incorporate Mm. that and sharing that with a readership and an audience is fantastic. Just as a last question from me as well, um, what is your favourite book right now? And if you can't answer that, because I know it's quite a hard question to answer, (laughs) um, what was like the last book you read and would you recommend it? So you can answer either of those ones. (laughs) Well, Two completely different books, really. I'm enjoying A Boy from the Niche by Gary Lonesborough. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get into this festival. I did invite him, but I'm enjoying that YA book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, the other extreme, is I'm reading Tracker by uh, the amazing Alexis Wright. And it's, it's about as thick as a brick. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so it's um, it's a pretty daunting task, but she is one of our most extraordinary uh, writers. And the ideas encapsulated in that book are, are just mind-blowing. Awesome. Some great recommendations um, for all our listeners there. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on Arts Mitten. And the Black and Bright Festival will be showing um, from... Thursday the 17th of March to Sunday the 20th of March. So make sure you yes, get some tickets. Also, sorry. We also have, we're also live streaming it to Riders New South Wales in uh, Roselle. So you can go along there on Saturday and uh, have some live activities as well. Oh, great. Amazing. The live streaming. That sounds great.
Thank you again, Jane. Really appreciate your time. Christina.